I'm Christian Humes. And I'm John Paul Murphy. And you're listening to Watch World. And this week, we are continuing our journey through space and time in our discussion of Doctor Who on the fifth episode. What's that episode's title, John? The Saranga Conundrum. And John, what is the Saranga? Uh, it's the ship they're on, right? Yes, it is. Okay. I was like, <laughs> for a question, I, thought, I didn't <laughs> forget. <laughs> How'd you feel about this? I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, this actually was my favorite episode of the season so far. Me too. And I think because it sort of is continuing off of like the, our last episode where I mentioned how it felt like the first four episodes were a almost a feature length movie that was mm-hmm. like setting up the characters and their journey. And this one was like at the end of that, they were kind of like stepping off together to go face off in these journeys. And then this one was kind of like its first real contained adventure. Um, I like this one because it reminded me a lot of a Star Trek episode. In which everything's contained on the ship. There's something, you know, attacking the ship. They got there's some problem they got to solve. Um, there's a data like robot character on it, on the ship. You know, there's it, it felt a lot like a British Star Wars. I mean Star Trek. Sorry. Yeah, this this is also I'd say in many ways one of the classic staples of Doctor Who, which is it's a little bit of like a bottle, like oh we're gonna t- the whole thing's gonna take place in this one location. Um, it's going to have its own kind of monster and puzzle they have to solve. These are often some of my favorite episodes. What was interesting in this one was the monster, and they're doing so much more of this in this new season, was CG, where in the past, typically it is practical with some CG. And gosh, I thought that CG monster looked great. Yeah, I thought it was the best. It was like, I like what they did. They made it super cute. But also super. It was just like a Pokemon. It was like a little alien Pokemon. Yeah, and it like I yeah like I never really got the sense that you know they they hold off showing it for a while. They kind of just yes. You don't quite know what it's gonna be, and then when they right. do show it, it's like you're like oh, and then yeah, it never looked out of place or like the the way they filmed it. It never looked fake in the sense in the sense like obviously I knew like, it was CG, but it was right. But it looked good. Like, the yeah. lighting was solid. The textures were solid. There wasn't... It didn't look like poor compositing, which is usually one of the biggest problems. Do you know the name of it again? I, I, like, I was looking... It's like the... Yeah, the, it's a Patang. A Patang, yeah. I was thinking the Panteen. A Patang. Yeah. <laughs> Panteen Pro V. <laughs> Patang. Uh, I thought I, it was so cute because it has these big black eyes and a fat chubby cheeks and this little fat belly. It, it looked a mix between almost like um, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Uh-huh. Um... And then it also reminded me, if you've ever seen the second Hellboy movie, when they do, like, the tooth fairies in the beginning of the movie, there's these, like, the, like the, the way they imagine tooth fairies are these little grim, gremlin-like creatures that eat you alive and, like, eat everything about you. <laughs> mm. And they, like, devour everything. And they love teeth, to eat teeth. So that's why they call them tooth fairies. So um, that's what this kind of reminded me of. It's, like, a all-devouring little cute little creature. <laughs> but what? You know, it reminded me of um, the little alien Nibbler from Futurama. <laughs> there we go. That's the other one, too. Right? Yeah. Because that one just, like, eats everything, uh, and it's adorable and tiny. Um, it was it was really good. I was very excited when it appeared on screen. I was like, oh, this looks so much better than I would have guessed. And I'm still surprised by it because, really, uh, Doctor Who has generally asked its its viewers to just be like, just go along with it. Like, use your imagination. Uh you at some point you should watch like something from 
Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who because that was at its lowest budget since the reboot. Yeah. And boy, is that stuff so bad. <laughs> that, like, 2005 CG is so bad. I bet. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like, it makes, like, the polar bear on Lost seem good. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's very bad. Um, yeah. So... The basic premise is they're on, they start out actually on a junk planet, which I appreciate. Very heavy on the environmental stories here. It's like the idea that the universe is still so shitty and people are so lazy at taking care of everything. They just ship all their junk into space and they've coalesced into entire planets of junk now. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, and then they get trapped. They get hit by a sonic bomb and then they end up getting trapped on the ship who picks them up. And they say it's sort of like a, intergalactic red cross the ship uh, yeah the way i think i took it is it's like a, a space ambulance basically like it's yeah it's merely there to take them to the hospital and it's you know basically to have a safe journey to there but it's not an actual like yes full-fledged ship or anything like that right so because it's all automated it just like detects people that are in need and then picks them up and yeah and then there's it's kind of a fun night with idea. them on there yeah and then there's the um, we meet the uh, there's two other the groups captain. on the on the ship being taken care of. Yeah, there's uh, Eve Cicero is like the captain, and then her um, I think the brother. Yeah, Yas her brother, and then oh no, Duke Durkis mm-hmm. Cicero. Sorry. Um, so Eve and Durkis are like the two siblings, and then uh, Eve has a, a data like robot kind of companion Ronan who's like taking care of her. Um, yeah. Astos was, was the other uh, medical technician, the guy that was like a um, poor man's Michael Fassbender. Right. Okay. Right. 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 He actually worked <laughs> on the ship. Yeah, he's the one who yeah. actually works on the ship. Uh, and then Yas is the um, uh, the guy who gets pregnant. The pregnant man. I oh love that story. What a weird. So when that first, when they first see the pregnant guy, yeah, I did too. But what was so interesting was when you first meet him, I, f- I was like, oh, is this sort of like a trans character or something like that? And then. Then you just find out that the character mentions, well, on my planet, like, boys give, men give birth to men and women give birth to women. Like, how do you do it? And they were just like, uh. He was like, ew, that's weird. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that whole. Which then it still makes it sort of like a fun play on gender issues because it's like, yeah. I don't even understand no, that. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the, that just whole storyline with, um, with Graham and then Ryan basically having to become the doulas and they just kind of flip like you know it's every other movie when like the 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 pregnant woman's giving birth it's like the the female character has to go off and help like do it and this is a great gender flip with all this and just having the the two guys go off and then you know they give yaz this sort of gun basically and have her she has to defend the the thing (laughs) i didn't even pick up on that i was i was too busy paying attention to the whole you know in the last episode they set up uh ryan's dad for the first time with that voicemail and then you know yaz and him talk and yaz you find out that he found his mom dead which is so sad uh poor kid like that's the worst and it sounds like his dad then left after that because it sounds like the the death of his mom is what destroyed like sort of destroyed his dad and that's why he went to live with his his nan um so obviously they're setting up sort of daddy issues here and then of course now here he goes and it's like convinces this guy <laughs> to be like a good father and I, I was so busy paying attention to that i didn't even pick up on the subtle yeah, food and, that you put in there that's interesting and then it was kind of interesting at the end of that storyline you know when 
it's kind of like when Yas is telling what kind of way he's going to name the baby. And there's like the joke basically, he's like, I'm going to name it Avocado or something. And it was like Avocado Holt or yeah. something. And then he's like, well, you're not going to name it Graham Ryan or Ryan Graham. He's like, no, I don't want him to be mocked in class. Um, yeah. But then I, I, the way they kind of like framed it, I thought they never pay, they never, and it's not a payoff because I think they're again, making a just like a real choice with this is that, I thought then you're going to get get this kind of moment where Ryan and Yaz were going to look at each other, you know, but they never did that. And I think they're purposely, again, trying to, like, not ship them, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's interesting because I felt like when they had that heart-to-heart conversation, there was a little bit of a connection there. I got it more from, like, two friends, kind of, like, she's supporting him emotionally. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. It's hard to pick up. So I I actually was watching and I was like, oh, are they going to ship them? Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to see. I, it still seems like to me it's going to be a Yaz doctor ship. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. I'm down for that. Uh, so speaking of the doctor, I gotta say she does no long. She no longer finally, thank goodness, seems like she's confused that she's the doctor or not anymore. She seems like she knows who she is and she's very confident at it now. Um, because there's the scene when she meets. Uh, the pilot and she's like oh my god you were in this book which let's call it like almost like an encyclopedia of like amazing yeah. people yeah. i guess <laughs> is sort of what it is and she, and she was like she's like you had a chapter in there you're amazing i can't believe i met you and then she's like and what's your name she's like oh i'm the doctor and she's like wait the doctor <laughs> and like oftentimes the doctor used to be like i'm the doctor you should know who i am like sometimes the doctor would would sort of uh name drop yeah themselves in the past uh when things need to get done and this doctor has always been kind of like who am i and also it, it seems like she's been a little bit hesitant to let people know that and also bring that up and i think it's like she's running from right. something in some ways yeah so yeah so now now it seems a little bit more like though in this scene she was kind of owning like i am the doctor yeah yeah she kind of comes into it a little bit more um and we'll see if that kind of yeah how that pays off um yeah well and i think when she was like and actually it was more like we had a whole book like i had my own volume you know like bragging about like how many amazing feats she's performed in her lifetime yeah and it wasn't and she kind of had to do that because i think she had to rally everyone against the the mandy patankin monster (laughs) so what was interesting about this is a lot of these there there have been so many episodes where they end up and this will not be the last time we might see this this season because it's such an easy thing for them to write where they're on like a ship or a space station and something goes wrong and they have to figure it out. Like that is one of the most classic stories more often than not though. It's there's like either a character that's betraying them or there's a bad guy that's actually secretly on the ship or there's like some sort of interpersonal struggle and someone's doing something bad and they have to try to convince them to do the right thing. Whereas this one, it literally everyone on the ship was good. There was no one on the ship that was bad. Everyone there was just like, it was just an, it was a uh, a classic like monster versus man story, not a. There was yeah. no interpersonal. I mean, there was some. There was some like really. you know white lies that people were telling to each other, and then right. They yes. you know overcame it. So like, uh, Durkis. But that's everything. Yeah, Durkis <laughs> and Eve basically like. It's he got the sense that he was always an engineer and was never respected by his pilot sister, and then they kind of have a makeup moment where he, like she reveals like she has pilot's heart. Which is, she gets too much adrenaline, she's going to die, basically. Um, and then he 
you know, they tell each other they love each other at the end, his family, and he takes over and helps pilot the ship. So I thought that was a nice little heart heart to heart yeah. moment there. The adrenaline blockers was an interesting storyline. Um how did you feel Ronan paid off? Because Ronan was an interesting, weird character that I almost feel like they could have not had Ronan in the in the whole story and it would have been okay. Yeah, he was a bit um unnecessary because right like you they they hinted about where he would be necessary when he was kind of like being fighting back against certain orders or certain directives that eve was giving him and questioning some certain things but that never really paid off in any way i felt like ronin it seemed like they were building to ronin being almost like the foil to the monster because the monster couldn't fight like eat organic things and so like it would probably recognize ronin as being organic even though it's an android so like it seemed like ronin would have been the right foil for the enemy but it ended up just being the doctor's wits which i actually prefer it's usually the doctor's wits that foil the monster yeah which is like she finds the bomb on the ship and then uses that to feed the monster to then kick it off the ship yeah so yeah it the so there's like this weird i mean i guess we should talk about the actual story itself so the, the they're on the ship they meet all these like fun people the pregnant people the pilot the uh people who work on the ship and things start to go wrong on the ship and this is after the doctor first the first thing is the doctor's just trying to leave and then the doctor finds out like hey you can't go anywhere this thing's on autopilot you're gonna have to wait till we yeah because she's trying to get back to the tardis that they left on a junk planet so uh, right that whole scene between her and astos the like the lead technician guy it was like that whole scene where she's trying to like basically turn the ship around he's trying to explain to her everything and then the monster comes it kind of all felt like it was happening really really quickly <laughs> yes and i obviously for Very television quickly. they don't have much time but it just kind of felt that was all like a really rushed you know to get into the the, the main plot kind of thing <laughs> so yeah then there was one thing i didn't Remind me what happened here. So the ship was the ship's on autopilot. Why was it going through that weird asteroid field? Um, they were going Why around it. Why was it taking it? them somewhere dangerous? Um, because okay, it was on autopilot, so it was taking them around the asteroid field, which then yeah. I think attracted them to, into the path of the Patang. You know, like locked right. onto them, got them, and so in order to get there faster, they would have to fly through the asteroid field. Which that's why they needed the pilot but for. But why they need to get there faster? Because, because the Batang was destroying yeah, the ship. Yeah, because they wouldn't have made there on the normal okay, timeline. Okay, okay. That's what I thought it was, but it seemed like strange. If only they uh, had figured out how to get rid of the Batang first. Yeah, it it it's a subtle plot, but it is uh, you know, basically the the last Jedi and that they're gonna run yeah. out of fuel. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> it's that's, that's really the strangest thing that they ever added at the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't want to think about fuel on in like a fa- science fantasy, no, and then now we have to think about fuel. Yes, it's very strange. <laughs> you know, uh, how do you feel about the antimatter? Uh, a little bit, just kind of um, gobbledygook, um, you yeah. know, plot, you know, science plotty. It was like a weird little science thing that the doctor geeks out over because the doctor sees it and then starts to explain to everyone like, "Here's what antimatter is." And then it's like funny because like Yaz, Yaz is the one that's like really like kind of enthusiastic about it, like in or, yes. Or, or oh, and again it's like this these little hints. I'm yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Yaz, yes, Yaz. <laughs> uh, so there was like a weird 
very like video gamey like okay if this happens that's the first failure if this happens that's the second failure and then if the third one happens like we're really in trouble and then it was like you know strike one then the monster struck again it was strike two and then but then she was able to figure out like oh it wants the power the power that's what it's after it's not like trying to because the monster is not necessarily an evil monster that's trying to eat them or hurt them it's just like power hungry it just it's uh it's just like in its nature to eat power and unfortunately they yeah. need power to survive on a ship um it's it's interesting that no one's ever figured out how to deal with these things yeah considering they have all this technology to, <laughs> to right. kind of i mean they, they did say the sort of those those weapons that they use to fend off from the antimatter engine will temporarily yeah. subside it so there's probably some type of, it was weird that the computer said that there's nothing really that can contain it or help it i'm i'm sure yes. there is out there so. correct um the doctor sonic screwdriver gets broke i thought it was going to get eaten at then, first yeah but instead it just has the power sucked out of it which is i think very uh very convenient <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's like when people lose their cell phones in a horror movie or something you know it's like, oh, yeah, but- okay, we want to make this difficult and scary, so like we got to take the sonic screwdriver away from her. Yeah, but she right? that that she made that from earth parts. That should be, you know, edible yeah. by the uh, the batang. Correct. <laughs> so, yes, it I, I was thinking it was con- it was convenient that it didn't quite eat it; it just sucked the power out of it. Correct. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, and I think that's because like, was she gonna make one that looks exactly the same again? <laughs> that would She's be like, weird. oh, I got a backup one right <laughs> here. Yeah, I have a backup one that is physically identical <laughs> to the original. When she sets the timer on the bomb with Yaz, she's like, give me a number between 1 and 100. <laughs> yeah, that was my, I think that was my, my favorite part as far as comedy. <laughs> Which was so strange because she was like, well, I added a few seconds anyway. So then why did you even ask? And if you added a few seconds to 51, why? Like, what if she had said 2? Then she would add a lot of seconds yeah so no matter what she was setting it for about a I minute think i would do that to like fuck with somebody if i was like in the control of a situation sure. i wanted to kind of make them basically pull a prank on them <laughs> and then the little guy shows up it goes after the bomb which for a second it didn't look like it was going to it looked like it was about to argue went with over the doctor, and looked yeah. at them <laughs> yeah it looked like it was about to speak english <laughs> which would have been awesome yeah let's be honest and it eats the little thing. I thought, see, like, how they dealt with it was very obvious, and it was almost, it's, it's like alien. They just shot it out of the air vent. Yeah. You know? And that, to me, was surprising that it was just resolved in the same way, ultimately, alien resol- resolved by just dumping it into deep space. Um, well, I, th- simply because they had, like, the antimatter, and they had the, like, the android. I figured, like, they had two different things that felt like they were going to be the answer to this monster, and the actual answer just ended up being the movie Alien. It yeah, it was part of that though, because essentially, if they had just tried to eject out into space and it was still hungry, it would have cro- it would right. want to get back in. So what it was about to fill it, it up first? Yeah, it would make it satisfied, and so that yeah. was more key to than injecting out in space. It was pregnant with energy, <laughs> basically. How so? Here's a that character the the guy who is pregnant. He mentions that it was an Earth hero named Avocado. So, like, <laughs> is he a future human? Maybe. I didn't get that part. But... Yeah, because when he says, oh, it's like a hero from Earth. Like, 
And they were like, no, it's not. It's like, you guys wouldn't know. The idea that someone would be named Avocado doesn't even seem that far-fetched to me now in the 21st century, let alone like the 24th. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. Um, I, well, I uh, mean, the way, the way that like kind of hipster baby names are going, I could see yeah. Avocado as a you know, avocado. common name. You call it Avocado for short. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, look, this is Avocado and this is Kale, my two children. Yeah. You could just call it Ave, like Avery for short, but it's actually Avocado. Yeah. Ava. You can call me Ave. Full name's Avocado. <laughs> uh, um, anything else in this episode, or is that? Um, I really so. I mean, if we were talking about funny beats, the fifty-one second mark when she's gives her the timer and she's like, "Oh, you know, count it down to fifty-one seconds." I thought that was amazing because then she goes, "Oh, just like the amount of Federalist Papers Alexander Hamilton wrote." Yeah, and then she's like, "I love and that then, show. All I've seen all nine hundred casts of it." Yeah, that's amazing. That's the idea that like they're going to be performing Hamilton for hundreds of years. That means, yeah, if not at least a hundred. It's the atomic number of Antonin, the Antinium, or I think it's I think that's what she said. Oh, Uh, look it up. Atomic number fifty-one. Yeah, Antinony. A T A N T I M O N Y. I have no idea what that is. it's a metal. It must be some like heavy metal, yeah. It's I a metal no actually, idea what that is. Oh, it's a metal oil. Very interesting. Uh, I don't have any other major beats to discuss from the episode. It was, um, which is interesting because I feel like we've had more to discuss about previous episodes, and I may have liked this one more than the others. But that's partially because I think this was very straightforward and easy and like digestible, and it was like a very classic story. Just retold, like it's just reframed with Doctor Who. Yeah, I think I think it's a lot. It was a lot of straightforward um, stuff in it. So yeah, it's like, but I thought it what they did was really well done. Yes, you know, it's like they basically did a really good problem on a ship episode with problem you know, on a ship <laughs> with some good characters, some good moments, and an actual good looking CG monster. So. Yeah, the, the monster was one of the best beats from the whole thing. The effects of the monster and the design were very, very, very well done. And for that reason, I would say this was very good. Did you see the preview for next week's episode? I do not. I usually avoid the previews, so I can kind of watch them cold. But I did okay. read the title in the summary. Oh, you read the title. Yes, it is. Yes. Demons and it's another time travel Punjab. episode. Yes, it is. I mean, they've got to do... I mean, this was a time travel episode. Yeah. It was true. just forward in time. It's time and space. <laughs> that's what the TARDIS does. It travels in both time and space. Um, it looks like they're going to be dealing directly with Yaz's family lineage. Yeah. So this is your Back to the Future episode. <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it ends up being that like Yaz has to somehow get her like parents to fuck or something... Oh my god, that would be so weird. Her, her grandparents. Or her own grandma falls in love with her. Ooh, that would be a twist. Yeah, that would be some real Back to the Future twist. Um, I'm very excited for that. So before we leave everyone here today, we should let them know that next week Fantastic Beasts comes out. Yes. The Crimes of Grindelwald, which you're... When are you going to see it? Um, I will try to see it... Um, as soon as possible, I guess, when it comes out yeah. that weekend, maybe. Well, pro- 
I was thinking like the next week we'll do. It won't be it won't be next week. It won't be the week of the movie. It'll probably be the week following because it technically comes out on like a Friday, even though you can see movies like multiple days ahead of time now. But it, because it's the holiday week with Thanksgiving and everything too, there's no way we're gonna be able to see it and then record right away. So it'll be the following week, like the week of the twenty something, to get that done. Um, okay. So. Uh, but we will, that will be posted in the previous season. So if you're not subscribed, uh, just make sure you check the previous season. Um, it will be posted in season two of watch world with the other Harry Potter episodes, but we're going to go watch that. It's weird because like, there's still three more of those movies. And apparently John, there's something big that happens in it because they keep like, people keep tweeting about like, keep the secret hashtag, keep the secret or something. And, jk rowling was saying like thank you everyone for not like posting spoilers after the premiere and stuff so there must be like some big things that happen i really think that that uh what's the creepy kid what's the really creepy magical kid from the first one oh um, prudence or (laughs) yeah i think i (laughs) wonder if he's going to be like he's going to be directly he's going to be directly involved with uh voldemort at some point like he's going to somehow be related to it like something's going to happen there i bet because he's so powerful and so creepy and remember what yeah. like young Voldemort looks like? He looked a lot like creepy. He does kind of have like very, um, you know, like similar fi- like physical features. Yeah, so maybe they're related mm-hmm. somehow. I wouldn't expect I him that. to be his yeah. father or anything like that, but they could be somehow related. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Um, I want to recommend an episode. Okay. Because that's what I did the last time as well. Uh, I know which one it is, but I forgot to look it up, so I'm looking it up right now. But I do know what. Uh, okay so similar to this week's episode where they get trapped in space i'm going to recommend the waters of mars this is with the david Tennant doctor and david Tennant gets stuck on the very first space station in mars Hmm. uh and so he remembers it like later on like throughout the whole thing he's like how do i remember like your name and like there's this whole thing and it's really fun because it that's why like this reminded me of that because there was a little bit of like oh there's a in the future there's like a future historical figure which is a fun thing that they play with always on the show like oh my god you're this person that's going to do this thing in the future it's like well i don't know that that's not true that might happen one day (laughs) uh (laughs) um and so it's all about like the first space station on mars but like when they get there like there's some kind of monster and it's destroying everything and they have to figure out what's going on and the doctor is there to help save the day uh, it's very creepy. This is actually a very, for as lighthearted and silly as this episode we just watched was, this is much more of a like horror, dark episode of Doctor Who. This is kind of a creepy one. So, uh, it's called The Waters of Mars. And John, other than our socials, if you want to give that out, and then we'll leave him with a quote. You can uh, listen to us on Zeitgeist and then Wishboning, and then follow us. You can follow me at Johnny Be Good in LA on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Christian underscore Humes. We're at hashtag watch world. And we have a quote for you from this week's episode. May the saints of all the stars and constellations bring you home as they guide you out of the dark and into the light on this voyage and the next and all the journeys still to come for now and evermore.